Hey guys, welcome back to Just Tucking Around. Today, we have a special guest, Brennan Ty. Brennan Ty has been a football player on the Lowell High School varsity team all four years of his career and has recently committed to play football at UNH. Brennan, I'm so happy to have you. Thanks for having me, Tucker. So how you been doing uh, recently in this uh, quarantine? What you been up to? I mean, it definitely stinks. Huge adjustment, obviously. But, I mean, just trying to get as much work in as I can, finish the schoolwork, and then working out, getting to college as much as I can. So, just Are you been to... sneaking in a collie? Yeah. I got kicked out of collie, um, like, first week of quarantine. Yeah, there's, like, a new thing. Like, you got to be there, like, after three, I guess. I don't know. You see uh, Tom Brady got kicked out of the park in Tampa? That's yeah. Cool. Practice and the guy didn't even know it was him either. That's ridiculous. How you see Tom Brady in a park and you don't recognize him is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I saw was like, if he was doing this in Boston, like, no one, like, the cops would be taking videos of him asking for pictures with, for the kids and stuff. And no one would be kicking him out. It was just yeah. Tampa Bay won't work. It's a sign. Um, so I'll just start off with one of my first questions. Um, when did you start playing football? I started in the fourth – well, tackle football was in the fourth grade. My dad was coaching the uh, junior high team with uh, a few of his boys, Chris Smith, all of them. But, uh, yeah, I kind of just came. And that that's when they only had the seventh and eighth grade team. So, me and my uh, friend, J.J. McCurry, actually, we just played because our dad's coach and, like, was kind of just practice players at the time because, obviously, it was, like, three years above us. But it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I, I know you played lacrosse. Uh, what, what other sports did you play growing up and um, throughout? So growing up, just like every other kid, I started with soccer, then graduated mm-hmm. into t-ball. So I was I played baseball, lacrosse, football, and basketball like for the majority of my childhood. Like growing up, and when I came to Little High, I stopped playing basketball and baseball, and I switched to track instead of basketball, and then just focused on lacrosse and spring. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think um, being a multi-sport athlete helped you uh, with football and like everything in general, like all the other sports? I think being a multi-sport athlete is a huge thing for all athletes. Like, kind of like diversifies your skills almost. Like, you get a much larger skill set from learning how to move in those different sports, activating different muscles, stuff like that. So, I think it's huge for people, like for kids coming into high school now. I think they should definitely try and be three-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, what role did your like you mentioned your dad coaching you and stuff what role did your family have uh, throughout your athletic career so my dad and all his brothers so my dad has four brothers mm-hmm. and every single one of them played football uh, through high school so I mean that's kind of been in my family forever that's something I knew I wanted to do since I was young so football's kind of always been in my blood. And then lac- I played lacrosse, actually, because all my – I have a bunch of cousins, obviously, from my dad's uh, brothers, and all of them played lacrosse. So that's what got that into me. Pretty, that's what got me into that pretty early. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely played a huge role. Is your dad starting up a lacrosse league, too? Like, I know he's the head of the football – junior so high football league. took over the – like, the junior high football team. I'm not sure how many years ago. I think it was when I was in seventh or eighth. So, obviously, that's a huge thing, like – Football for the kids. Yeah, giving free football to you, especially in like a city like this, gives a lot more kids opportunity. It's like, it's like yeah. so then my dad became a huge fan of lacrosse by watching us play and all that. And he said like he wished he had it growing up, but he knew like the expenses of our youth league, like you have to pay to get into that. So he tried to 
like start off with some clinics and stuff for kids in the city that was free and it went on for like one year but there like just wasn't enough interest for him to keep going um who would you say were your biggest role models um like throughout throughout uh your whole like life so far i guess um like as far as like family coaches teammates uh professional athletes like whoever you look up to like who would you say um inspires you most or you look to as a um someone to obviously one of my my bigger role models obviously is my dad mm-hmm. i mean he kind of like teaches me the way of life he got i mean the football he teaches me the, the, like he taught me the stuff i didn't know about football early so it kind of gave me a little bit of edge and like got like I'm, i was a freshman coming up to play football like i idolized all those older guys like trying to learn the ropes from them guys like keith lynch dan smith and I was really close with, obviously, like, Zach Ahern, stuff like that. I mean, they kind of taught me the ropes. So I wouldn't as much say, like, I looked up – like, I did look up to them, but, like, they're not huge role models for me. Like, they just kind of helped – showed me the ropes, got me in. So I'll always have super respect for those guys. What was, like, the first, like, moment you, like, realized, like, holy crap, I'm playing varsity as a freshman? Like, did you ever have, like, a play or, like, a game where you just, like – Yeah, what was your – what was your, like, welcome to the league moment? So I was kind of in the mix. So I was kind of in the mix from the start. Like they put me on JV. So like I got to practice with all the varsity guys. Uh, I got to like watch Keith play and like they put me back to return kicks here and there. But I didn't like fully think I was a varsity experience yet. And like although I was a freshman, like I always like on the sidelines was itching to get in and stuff like that. And then uh, one of the games we had like an unfortunate event. Keith, Keith sprained his AC joint in his uh, shoulder. So the next game, they uh, brought me up for uh, for varsity versus Malden. How many games in the season was that? Uh, that was the four, fourth game of the season or fifth, something like that. But obviously, so losing Keith was pretty tough. So we went into a close game with them. And I scored uh, a touchdown, like, in overtime to, like, kind of, like, set us up on top of them. And, like, that was kind of the moment I was like, oh, damn, let's go. <laughs> Did you win that game? No, we ended up losing, actually. Yeah. That's tough. Um, but. So what lessons would you say you learned from, from playing football? I mean, football is a game that, like, it's a bunch of emotions. So, like, I, I could go sit here and, like, talk to you guys forever about, like, the different lessons I've learned from football. But I guess, like, the main thing I'll stick to right now is kind of just, like, that family, like, brotherhood aspect, like, I learned, like, that you can rely, like, guys that are going to work hard, you can rely on them, stuff like that, like, all those guys over my four years, like, I consider them family, like, it's just something that happens, like, I just love that aspect of football. Right. Are you, are you one to, like, just get, like, fired up before games, or are you kind of, like, a sit in the corner, just by yourself, or are you kind of getting the boys fired up before games? I mean, I'm, I don't get, like, too wild before games, like, I don't really like that. I like obviously like keeping my composure, like drinking fluids. Like I don't like to get too riled up, but then once like I like to get the boys riled up, like a few moments before the game. Like that's something you need. You obviously need that energy. So the one thing I started doing like before like raising stuff, I was just like, don't think about it. Almost kind of just like exactly, yeah. don't think about the game until you like almost have to. Just kind of mm-hmm. like hang out with like like that culture that you guys like build. Like you were talking about is like it's so important because just like sitting in the locker room, talking to your friends, like you're going to be with them for four years. So, I mean, it's crucial because that's what makes a successful team. 
Exactly that. I would say I can't I'd go into it with a similar mindset because we'd get in we'd get to Cali way before game start, like way before we had to be there. We'd show up there right after school. We'd all we'd all go down to market basket, get our pregame meals. I mean, that was something like I'll remember for my whole life, like those pregame market basket meals with the boys. Like what was your usual meal? To be honest, I switched it up. Freshman year I wasn't the smartest guy. I'd be I'd be munching on like chicken fingers before a game. <laughs> so it was a tough go. <laughs> I did that the day the night before states for cross country, so it's all good. it works. Um you mentioned that um you, you feel like um a lot of you mentioned um like you feel a real sense of family with the people that you played with. And um I was wondering um like some from the outside, I, I definitely noticed that like especially like as you guys came into track, a lot of the football guys that you guys were just so close, such a tight-knit group. Um, what do you think was the major component that built that close relationship everyone had with each other? Uh, so I don't want to get corny, but I, I think it's kind of, it's almost like going through the struggle together. Like, right. Like you're like that preseason. So my like first introduction to these guys, my freshman year is like the weight room and then like camp, like you're in camp. So, I mean, that was kind of like, you're just grinding through that. You're grinding with them every day through like what we called struggles at the time. Right. Obviously, it's the biggest struggles in the world, but we called struggles and uh, it kind of just, and you're with each other so often in football. I mean, like you see them in school, you're, you're seeing everyone in school, like you're dapping them up, whatever. And then you go to practice, you practice with them and you hang out with them in the locker room for like the time after. I mean, it's just a lot of time together that you're bonding. So creates Where was that uh, football camp? What is that? Where was that football camp? So my freshman year, actually, we like they got rid of like the going away to camp. So like they basically just like we'd get locked up in Cali. Like once you show up, you can't leave. And then we'd have two days at Cali. Like one padded, one not. For how long? How long are you at Cali for? I uh, it, it would depend on the day. Like the first day we would uh, like get our gear and stuff, and then we'd have like a huge break. Like they'd provide us with lunch and all that and we'd have like a conditioning practice that night so like the next day we have pads like we'd say let's say we go padded practice at like two or three and then you finish no no padded practice at like 12 you finish at like two or three take a break eat at like four and then you're back out at like five or six yeah did you do it what did you have to, you must have had to do something over the summer to prepare for that i mean yeah you well i played summer lacrosse at the time actually yeah so that kind of just kept me in shape, like running around. And then I'd hit the field, run routes as much as I could, stayed in the weight room. And I, I wasn't doing too bad at, uh, like, the first conditioning practices. Good. You also, like – you. I remember you and – correct me if I'm wrong, was it sixth grade you started going to the gym? Yeah, I was in – I think I started up with NESP around, like, yeah, fifth or sixth grade. Those guys are awesome. Like, they, they build, like – not only like great like athletes, but really good people. They're like they 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 have a very good culture over at NESP. How did you get like hooked up with them? Yeah, so NESP has been awesome for me. Like that's not only like those aren't only my personal trainers, but like guys like I consider friends. Like those are good guys over there. But I started off. Uh, my dad heard about them through someone. And, like a few of my friends went there. Like Henry Fanaro actually. Uh, but yeah, so like I got introduced to them pretty early, and like at that point I didn't know them that well kept working with them, really liked what we were doing in the gym, really liked them. And then 
now like we kind of just like created that friendship and like obviously I love that working out atmosphere so one of the things you mentioned was um going through like moments of adversity with your teammates and like that's kind of what brought you guys together uh what would you say was um the most difficult moment of adversity that your team faced and uh, overcame uh throughout your your four years overcame ah that's tough I'm gonna have to reminisce a little bit (laughs) but um Obviously, there's a bunch of games, like, that we've been losing. Like, we had to, like, really step it up into a comeback. But I would say some – I'm going to say a moment that we actually lost. Like, we ended up losing this game, but it was kind of, like, come, still overcoming adversary. So, definitely. My sophomore year, we had a we had a pretty good team. We were, like – we were running to ninth in the state at the time. And we're mm-hmm. coming in to play, to play Everett. And they're the, uh, the one seed in the state. So, uh, obviously, like, there's a bunch of hype around that game, like, game of the week or whatever. So, like – our tensions are pretty high. Like everyone's kind of counting us out versus them. And uh, Drew, down, so they scored first, or they scored too quick, or something like that. Yeah. So we were down. Like teams, are, like the teams, kind of down in the dumps. Like damn, like it's gonna be like one of those games. And then uh, my Drew down on top was called a one-handed pick from their QB, like over the middle, and like started returning it, and like that kind of hyped the boys up, and like we went on a little run. Made it like a close game. Like it was like fourteen, it was like fourteen, fourteen or fourteen seven from us, and like going into the half. I mean, those kids came out a little different in the second half. They, they were legit. It was like playing a college team, but uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome to see. Like to get the boys hyped up versus like that number one seed. Definitely, yeah. Everett's the prep school. That's not a prep school. They're they're absurd. They got a kid. Year they were crazy, dude. Like their safety had- that year. Isn't he playing at Georgia now? Yeah, he's playing at Georgia. And then a freshman. A kid a kid a year a year below him. Uh he was a Gatorade player of the year my junior year. He was crazy. The running back's actually at UNH now. And wow. uh, another receiver was starting at a, as a freshman at uh, Coastal Carolina. So like they were loaded. And they both their DBs went to BC. <laughs> I remember that game. They threw a deep ball, and you were like, you played as perfect coverage as you could play, and this kid just makes a diving one-handed catch, and that pretty much just summed up just how good that team was. Yeah, that team was gross. Yeah. That team was absurd. I was playing corner that year. Yeah, I had it cut out for me that game. But those guys. Yeah, they were- that was probably the best high school team I watched play in the four That's years. That's definitely the best high school team I've I've ever watched. Yeah. Definitely. They were loaded. And you kept it close to them for a half, I mean. Did they win states that year? Yeah, they won it easy that year. Um, what would you say was the moment of adversity that you had to overcome on a personal level? Like, um, it could be an injury or some sort of, um, like, a, um, something off the field or on the field maybe that that you really had to um, to overcome. I would say, like, in the terms of my, like, like my life aspect, like, non-football aspect, I was pretty – pretty blessed through my career so far like I haven't had to face like any major thing that like really altered the uh the outcome of my life definitely like, like, that. like you know what I mean yeah so I've been blessed with that but uh like in the football aspect I guess like coming off like my senior year I was coming off like a pretty big junior year so like I was like kind of, like everyone was kind of expecting a lot out of me and then I hurt my hamstring at the beginning of the year so like mm-hmm. it was kind of like damn like people think like I'm not going to, like, come back or something like that, like, not be, like, that same guy. So, like, like kind of just working hard through that to, like, make sure, right. like, that I could, like, um, how, how, 
How do you think, um, how do you, how do you react to pressure for like that? So like when people, um, have a lot of pressure on you, how do you, is that something that you embrace or is that something that you have to take uh, cautiously? How do you handle that? Typically that's something I, I usually enjoy stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. someone's kind of like talking down or like counting me out. It's kind of like just that, like work harder to prove them wrong thing. Like right. instead of get down in the dumps, I kind of use it as like fuel to the fire, I guess. Like a chip on the shoulder type attitude. Exactly. I was going to say the biggest piece of adversity that we faced was uh, eighth grade losing to Waltham on a shot that took place three seconds after the clock ran out. That was, that was the biggest adversity I think we've you know, like, faced in our lives. That was absurd. Ridiculous. We we really could have. We were the worst team to make the playoffs, and we could have won the championship. I mean, we went three and zero after that. That was that was the comeback story. No one expected. There yeah, could have been a if that win against Waltham encountered. There would have been a thirty for thirty, no doubt. Um, who'd you say was the most talented teammate that you had to play that that you got to play with? Dang, that's a hard one. I mean. I mean, I could talk about, like, teammates forever, but, like, I'm going to talk about uh, Keith Lynch when I was a freshman. I mean, like, that was, like, the guy. Like, when I was coming up as a freshman, I'm like, damn, like, that's a kid, like, breaking all the records. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of look up, like, looked up to him. I was, like, kind of nervous how you think of, like, a freshman, like, kind of, like, playing the same position as him, I guess, because that's where they right. put Like, Keith's, like, someone that's a lifetime friend now. Like, he took me under his wing. That was awesome. Uh, Tony Duong, mm-hmm. he was awesome to watch. That kid. He's still like probably the fastest kid I've seen on a football field. Like so he is fast, so small. He's so short, and yet he is the most like jacked person I've ever seen. And then Kurt is gentles. I mean, he was nuts my uh, my sophomore year. Like he just showed so much talent. Like kind of no one in this state was expecting. So it was awesome to play with him. I mean, and then got to throw. Oh my God, Zach Ahern. I mean, he's a little guy, but watching him play was crazy. Like. He made some good tackles. Same with Joey. He, Joey plays just like him, but uh, got to shout out all my linemen too because they don't get they don't get that much credit. So I definitely, had to shout um, them. Which which teammate? So we, would you say that you were closest to Keith throughout? Um, or or who would you say was the teammate you were closest to? Uh, I'd say Zach. Zach. Zach was definitely like like as much as I said Keith took me under my wing. Like kind of, he kind of took me under his wing as like a like in the football aspect. Like he was showing me the ropes there, but like. Like, my ride everywhere with Zach and, like, who I was hanging out outside of football with Zach. Like, mm-hmm. we played all three sports together that year. Like, I've known him since I was growing up. Like, that's just kind of my – like, that was, like, my best friend before football. So, like, moving through football, he stayed that way, too. So, because Zach stopped doing track, he stopped doing track, too. <laughs> Zach stopped doing track. Zach stopped doing track my sophomore year, and I actually ran. And then I stopped my. Oh, dream. that's right. He didn't do it his senior year. Yeah. Right. Patrick's a little sour that uh, Brendan stopped doing hey. track because. Hey, we won two state championships with him. It's okay. <laughs> and um, we, I mean, we we could have used you. You you were our best four hundred runner as a sophomore, but I mean. I mean. I mean, it, I think it all worked out pretty well for him. You did fine, <laughs> I think. Division one football. That, that's okay. You, um, you did fine. Who would you say? Who would you say uh, – which teammate would you say was, like, the most entertaining to have around? It's like, someone that, like, all the guys just love having around, gets everyone uh, – like, gets their mind out of, wh- like, whatever could be, could be wrong, like, after a loss or a tough practice or something. Who's the guy that, like, rallies everyone together, just, like, either with humor or, like, their personality, someone that, you know, 
um, that everyone just loves having around. Who would you say that was? I mean, there, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of personalities in the football locker room for sure. Definitely, yeah. There's so many characters. But, uh, I'd say guys like like Asin Mao. He was. He's hilarious. He was an awesome guy to have on the team. He was a good player too, actually. So Asin was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, this last year, guy who needs some love is Rex. Rex Saeed, he's awesome. Gotta love Rex. <laughs> Gotta love Rex. The wrestling stud now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a stud, yeah. But, uh, nah, there's definitely a lot of personalities. I'm definitely missing out on some. But, uh, like, there was always someone in the locker room doing something hilarious, bringing up the mood. Like, Yeah, especially, was- like, on the track team uh, – and um, when I was manager for the baseball team for my last year, someone I, I really uh, knew that brought the morale up all the time was always a pick-me-up guy. He was on the football team, too, is um, Brian Callery, Big Cat. He's yeah, such a great personality to have. Yeah, one of those awesome teammates. Yeah, Big Cat was an awesome leader, too. Uh, he was obviously – so he was a captain my junior year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he was an awesome captain. Like, that's someone, like, you can always like, – count. you can definitely count on him as a teammate. But he's that's always nice. working, like, up in the team morale, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's another kid who could have gone to college for two sports, just like you could have. That kid is a stud shot putter and football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was getting. I think he was actually getting like Division One interest for. He definitely could have gone Division One. I think he got second at states, and the kid who beat him was the number one kid in the country. That yeah, he he just worked so hard. I, I bet he went right? he wanted to. What? It was crazy. He was. He's. He th- he's going to. He's at Duke right now. Yeah, Duke, yeah. He's insane. He threw, I think, 67, I think, was his best throw. And Big Cat threw, like, 51. And he came in second. He came in second. Like, (laughs) geez, 51 is a really good throw. Yeah, exactly. And that kid made Big Cat look like me throwing. Like Little Cat. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That kid threw it so far, he threw it too far. It hit the back wall, and they couldn't count it because he threw it too far. They had to, like, put him in the middle arena. Like, they had to put him on the runway. Yeah, that was crazy. He had the whole that. he had the whole uh, arena clapping whenever he did it. Like yeah. he, that was the most electric I've ever seen a shot put get. That was was it that what, was ridiculous. What, what's this kid's name? Uh, Aiden Felty. Oh, okay. He go. He he lives in Chelmsford, I think. Where did he go to school? Innovation. Innovation. Yeah, he was the only good kid on their team. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know why, but I don't know why he went innovation. But he's at Duke right now, so I think he. Uh, I think he's doing. He's doing, he's doing pretty well. Um, what would you say um, being a part of the Lowell program and uh, and Lowell High School meant to you throughout the years? Like um, compared to like if you went to like some other high school, what is like being from Lowell, being in Lowell, and what, like what does that mean to you? Do, uh, like, do you feel like the support from uh, from within the city and stuff like that? People rooting for their their hometown kid. I mean, that, that was probably, like, honestly, that was, like, that was the main thing. Like, that was the thing I loved most about high school. Uh, right. After my freshman year, like, there like there was a bunch of rumors that I was, like, transferring, like, going prep, like, all this. But uh, kind of just wearing Lola across your chest is, like, like, something, like, you obviously take pride in. But, like, the biggest thing is, like, like playing with your brothers, like, your childhood friends. Like, that's who you're playing with. And then, like, meeting those guys. And, like, Lola does something for you that, like, like all that, like you wouldn't get at another place. Obviously, like you, you uh, get all that diversity within Little High, and I mean, kind of shapes you up to be like a different person if, like, you didn't experience that. Definitely. And obviously, like, everyone shows love in Lowell, so like that's awesome. Like, that was a huge thing for me. Like I loved playing in front of like in front of in front of the city on Friday nights. Like that was just awesome. Definitely. You also saved about fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that um, 
that a lot of people like to say is that lol versus everyone mentality or lol pride or one lol, all these things. And um, yeah, that's definitely something that I feel like we have, like, I mean, maybe like other, other towns have it or whatever around us, but I feel like that's something that I like when you're in Lowell high and you're, and you're at these Lowell events and everyone's rallying together to root for their team or even like you see it on the, like from people on the side, like from the sidelines, you see the players. We re there really is something about Lowell and like the, the pride that people have from being in Lowell that you just, I don't think you can get anywhere else. It's just such a, like a unique and um, like it's, it's a really good feeling to have that, that uh, hometown pride. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love that. Like, I mean, it's cool walking through school, like the teachers will like congratulate you on like a game or something like that. But like kind of seeing like, like seeing like the old timers with their varsity jackets on and yeah. Thanksgiving, like, that's just an awesome feeling, stuff like that. Like something you might not get at other places. It's kind of just like still like reiterating on like that family vibe, like mm -hmm. just stays with you. Um. You you mentioned uh, something about um, rumors about uh, when you when you were like a few years back about um, like rumors were flying about you possibly going prep or something because uh, nowadays it's not uncommon for players of like a higher caliber like you um, to transfer schools or repeat a year for another year of exposure. I'm sure this is something that you and your family put a lot of thought into and um, had to make a tough decision. Uh, what was it that made you decide that Lowell would be the place for you to continue? Was it just, was it like you said, just that, um, that like that family um, aspect to the team that you had that you just couldn't, couldn't imagine? So, yeah. So coming into, coming into eighth, like when I was in eighth grade, I was coming from a Catholic school. So like, like I was showing, like, I took all the tests to like try and get into Catholic schools. Like I applied to, uh, I didn't even apply to central actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge central guy, but yeah, no. Yeah. No one's definitely not. Not unless, from here. Unless you go to Central, in which case you're not really from Wolf. <laughs> yeah, once you once you step foot into Little High, I mean that uh, hatred for Central kind of just grows. But um, yeah. So <laughs> once I got into like so when I was eighth grade, I chose Little High just based on the fact that like I grew up watching all those games and like I knew that's where I wanted to play on Friday nights. Like I knew that, like that was like a big thing for me, kind of like a childhood dream almost playing Friday Night Lights and uh. Then once I got into Lowell, a few people were kind of, like, saying I should move, like, should do this, like, I won't get the exposure there. And, like, like sometimes it always crossed my mind, like, are they right? Like, I don't really know. But, like, it was just, like, something in me I could never leave Lowell High football. Like, it was just a huge part of me, like, something I always loved. So. Did you think about doing, like, after your four years, like, after you finished up? So, like, that was kind of crossing my mind a little bit when I thought – so, for coming into high school, actually, I had more interest for lacrosse. Because, uh, like, the recruiting starts a little earlier. And, like, me and my dad. Well, they cha I think they changed that now, actually. Yeah, they did change it. So, yeah, you have – it was like that when we were freshmen, though. You could get, you could still commit as a freshman. I think so. But, uh, yeah, so I thought I was going to get recruited for lacrosse. And, like, me and my dad talked, like, maybe, like, if I wanted to do football, I could. But, like, I was kind of on the smaller side of things. So, like, we were focused on lacrosse for a little bit. But then, like, football grew to my main sport pretty fast. Uh, like, like, my love for football became greater than – lacrosse so mm -hmm. uh kind of just happened like that so if you think that if you were like better at lacrosse you might have done a pg year i think no i don't think so still don't think so i think i because just because of how much i love football but if i didn't play football and uh like lacrosse kind of went slower then i, I probably would have thought about pg yeah it definitely would have been consideration um what would you say 
was the biggest challenge balancing schoolwork with athletics? Because um, I know that you are also like a very good student and um, you put a lot of work in on and off the field um, in the classroom and, and on the field. Um, so what would you say um, is like, how, how do you manage like that, that? How do you go about the time management and balancing those two things? I mean, I'm going to have to put a lot of credit on my mom for this one. She kind of keeps us the school drive going. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously like, and coaches have praised to me my whole life. Like it's student athlete and the student becomes first for a reason. Cause there's not going to be any, there's not going to be any athletics without the school. So like that kind of always kept me going and like kind of just having that same like competitive aspect. Like I don't want to be as much as I don't want to be losing on the field. I don't want to be failing tests, like not passing in homework. So that kind of mm -hmm. kept me going. And then like, but the t I'm not that great at time management. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, obviously trying to get my stuff done as much as I could. Definitely. Didn't you get like some award in eighth grade for like sports and ac academics or something like that from the, um, whatever the league is called. Oh, from the EAA. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got an award. I forgot what it was called, but it was basically for just like, it was actually, I think it was like, might've been like sportsmanship or. Oh, okay. Like that, yeah. I thought it was for academics, but that ICS education really kept you on your toes. Yeah, I'm not going to give too much credit to ICS for on the whole academics part, but it was a fun time over there. Um, so you, you mentioned that um, uh, there was one point where you thought you were going to be playing lacrosse in college. Um, what was that de deciding moment or or factor that made you decide to go with football and um how did that how did that come into fruition so i think kind of like the main reason i thought it would be lacrosse is because uh like middle school growing up uh like you like we all played uh like select lacrosse like kind of aau type lacrosse mm -hmm. so that kind of like gets you into like the recruiting like circle a little early so like i was getting interested so like i thought that it would be lacrosse and stuff like that but like I kind of knew that uh, I wanted it to be football like basically my freshman year yeah. like once I was playing under those lights and like just like the hype before games is like it just was a different feeling for me obviously like I'm not down in the cross at all like I love that but uh, oh definitely yeah it was just like a different different feeling I knew it was then that uh, Lac lacrosse recruiting used to be absolutely absurd you would have seventh graders committing to like Duke <laughs> Jeez. it was absurd like you wouldn't even like you wouldn't even be in high school yet, and you'd be committed to one of the top schools yeah, in the country. Played, yeah, we played a kid in seventh grade, like, heavily, like, getting recruited by, like, John Hopkins. Yeah, now, and now they made it so, like, your junior year is when you can commit final, which yeah. I think is – I think every sport should honestly do that. Yeah. That's way smarter because well, you can't – deciding where you want to go when you're a freshman is, like – you don't, you don't really know much when you're a freshman. Like, I know, like, if I picked my school when I was a freshman – it would have been based on like a lot of like different criteria than what yeah, I have now. Definitely. Like, I have no idea what you want to do freshman year. That's kind of just like those commitments are all based on like the type of calorie or school that you're committing to like sports. Ball. So, I mean, did you ever of, even like, think of UNH when you're a freshman, like for football? Uh, so I didn't think, I wasn't really thinking about any colleges uh, my freshman year. I kind of just was like playing in like, hopes that like something would work out like I was right. just kind of playing like because I loved football obviously and then uh like recruiting like recruiting started to spark and then 
Uh, so Brett and Osho committed to uh, UNH. They're little guys from Central. And uh, then I kept playing. And there's a coach up there at UNH, uh, Coach Gillick. He's from Lowell. So he kind of got on – he got me into the recruiting thing uh, for UNH, like, pretty early, which was awesome. Like, early in my junior year, he started talking to me. So that was – like, that was huge hearing from him. Like, that was, like, such a, like, a, like sign of relief, honestly. Like, kind of mm-hmm. – that UNH was interested in me and stuff like that so uh that kind of just like like sparked my interest for UNH right away like that was the first college I visited for football and Mm -hmm. like it was my top my top choice throughout the whole like recruiting process what was like two three four five like you don't have obviously no particular order just like which other ones were you like heavily considered so basically like for football like the schools I was looking at like like, that offered me were uh, Sacred Heart, Merrimack, and Central Connecticut. But then, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have a high enough SAT for uh, Yale and Brown. Got you. So, you um, have like you have to have, like, a 1,400 they're expecting over there? Yeah, like, no, not even a 1,400. Like, they kind of they kind of brought it down for me, honestly, because, like, I was on, like, that athlete, like, scale type thing. So, like, right. like I wouldn't have got in without football, most definitely. But, mm-hmm. uh... Like, I ended up – I could have taken the test probably one more time to, like, see, but I didn't have the same relationship. Honestly, like, if you're – obviously, if you're, like, trying to go to Yale, like, like that's something you have to be, like, all in. Like, you can't, like, like half-assed into Yale. So, like, Yale was obviously something that – Absolutely not. Right. Me and my parents obviously were thinking of, like, the magnitude of Yale, like, how crazy that was. But, uh, like, I kind of just had, like – so much love for the uh, coaches at uh, UNH, and I uh, took the SAT already three times and stuff like that. Yeah, so like, even that, even three times is just like that's a lot right there. Yeah, so like I was kind of with the SAT, and uh, like I was like, like fully ready to kind of commit to right. UNH at that. Point. Um, the Navy? Did you consider Navy at all? Oh yeah, actually, yeah. I forgot to mention Navy. Navy was Navy was my top choice for a while, actually. Uh, like. UNH was obviously, like, my top choice out of, like, the regular schools, but I came, like, super uh, super interested in, like, the academies and, like, that type of lifestyle for a little bit. So I was super, super interested in Navy. What is it, four four or five years after? Yeah, five year. It's like a five-year commitment after uh, after you graduate to the uh, – That would have been an interesting offense to run and just running triple option, speed like, option every play. They were recruiting me for D. Oh, defense. Yeah. Um, those are some big boys, though, over there. Like, what the are Army, some? Navy is huge. Sorry to cut you. Off. Um, what What are some adjustments that you're making in your training for uh, preparing for the college season? Like, especially now during quarantine, like, what are some of the stuff that 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 you've been doing to um to to prepare for that for that next level? Uh, so I had a meeting with the uh, UNH coaches, and they told me that I'll be playing uh, defense up there. So like safety and then like they were saying like depending on what happens like we might like move you down to linebacker if we can like put on the weight and stuff like that okay. so right now I've kind of just been like super invested in uh the obviously the weightlifting and like eating right to like get my weight up a little bit but then keeping my feet quiet oh my god keeping my feet fast enough and quick enough for like that level because like that's a huge thing that uh, I know I need to improve on 
like my feet need to get a little quicker, like my footwork, like more fluid hips, stuff like that. So I've been doing drills to improve on all that stuff. Have they like talked to you about is the season like gonna happen yet? Have like have you heard anything about that? Or like any like I mean, they're changes? Kind of, they're kind of just playing guessing games like we are, like they have high hopes for the season, but they have no idea what the like NCAA will like will pull. I think it's just kind of a waiting game to see where this whole uh like corona thing goes, like to see if it uh like depletes or lessen or if it stays like like bad enough where we have to postpone. Definitely. Are you thinking about redshirting for your freshman year? Uh that honestly that's not a, that's not my decision at all. I mean I'm gonna go up to UNH and like play to play in camp and like all that as hard as I can and try and make it like the toughest decision for the coaches, like whether they should like whether I'm good enough to uh like play my freshman year or uh, redshirt, but uh, there's a new rule that uh, you can play. You can play in four games, and it still counts as a redshirt. So that's kind of a huge thing. Like they'll probably run through, run me through. Like if they're planning on redshirt me, like run me through four games of like special teams stuff like that. Did it used to be zero before that? Yeah, it used to be like if you wow. dress. I don't know, like it's not I I'm, I'm thinking it's cross country or track, one of the two. Like you can compete in up to a third, I think, of the season but you can't compete in any championship races. Okay. So like, I think that's just kind of becoming the normal cross sports, which is good because, like, at least you're getting, like, some game action. Even if you're it's getting just, some like, exposure, like, like so you can have that under your belt. Yeah, two plays yeah. on special teams. Like, Especially for, like, injury reasons and stuff, too. Like, you play two games, you get injured. You shouldn't have a whole season taken away from you just because of that. That's another thing, like, uh, like, if, like let's say you you start as a true freshman and you're playing you play like three years so like you're gonna be your senior year you get hurt in like your fourth game or whatever like you play four games you get hurt and then you're out the rest of your season year the the rest of your senior year you can like like I don't know what it's called but like you basically like send an email or like letter to the NCAA like asking if you can have a redshirt year is that year and like they they usually grant it if it's due to injury so that's kind of awesome mm-hmm. I know um, there are a few universities that don't do that, though. Like, yeah, that's true. The Ivy, I don't think the Ivy Leagues do that. I don't think they do redshirts at all. I think – I don't know. I think they can do – actually, you might be right. Actually, I think they can do redshirts, but I don't know if they allow fifth years. Yeah, yeah, that might I think, be it. I think that's it. So, I think if you uh, redshirt, yeah, you can only yeah. play three years. It's something like that. So, um, going, going from being, like, as accomplished as you are at LHS with, like, a major role in the team – you're just going to be uh, a freshman again at another big school. So you're kind of like having to go back to like where you were as a freshman. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, having to start over and establish yourself on a new team, new coaches, new teammates? Um, I'm kind of going in with like, obviously like a little more advanced, but the same view that I had uh, freshman year at Low High. Like, I mean, I'm not, it's going to change because every single kid on that team is going to be the best kid from their town. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the best kid on their like what their just team was so I mean it obviously changes but like like the like the effort you put in doesn't obviously so like trying to just be like the hardest worker like on the field like as much much as you can like work and approve yourself again like show why you're there that's kind of how I'm going into it did you ever think about pulling a Bo Jackson and doing two sports in college uh like early on in like early on like freshman sophomore year like it was kind of up in the air like maybe like if school offers I'll do both but um like once I got to junior senior year like I knew I just kind of wanted to focus on football because uh like a huge thing of like collegiate football is 
spring ball. Like you get yeah. to spring and like you get to play in the spring game and kind of establishes yourself for the next season. Right. So, I mean, that's obviously something I look forward to playing football in the spring. I'm guessing uh-huh. that did that get canceled this year, probably. Yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah. When does it usually take place? Like around this time or like next month? I think it was. Oh, practices would have started for them like spring ball. You're only like allowed a certain like amount of hours a week with uh, the coaches. So like practices started, I think it would have been last week or the week before, and it would have ran up to uh, May 4th. That's when the game was. Oh, okay. And then um, are you just done after the spring game? What is that? Are you done after the spring game? Yeah, so after the spring game, yeah, you're done with football for like that uh, school year. So then you just – you have that time off from football. So the time off you have from football is like when you're done the spring game up until like returning guys, they go, they go in early July to get that. that early? Jeez. Well, I guess they do start their seasons earlier because they, they play games like right away in September and sometimes like, even yeah. early August. The first game was like – this year, like, if it happens, I think the first game is, like, September 8th or 7th or something like that. It's really early. What are some short-term goals you have for, um, like, this year, um, that, like, entering you in age um, in, the, in that just that first year, styling yourself? Are there any um, specific things you have in mind that you want to accomplish? I mean, uh, going in freshman year, like, I'm not, like, looking – like, I don't have, like, crazy goals. Like, I'm going to be the conference player of the year, like, stuff like right. that. Like. But, like, the big thing, like, I'm trying to do is, like, obviously, like, prove, like, why I'm there. Like, show the guys that I'm going to be, like, that hardworking guy and, like, hopefully open the, like, coach's eyes. Like, I mean, it is, like, a, like kind of a far reach, but, like, a like a small goal, like, freshman year is kind of, like, to be in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. being, like, ha- being the argument for playing time. So, that's something I'm looking forward to. Definitely. Uh, what are some long-term football goals you have or just uh, long-term, long-term goals in general that you have? I mean, yeah, obviously, like, right now, like, I'm trying to get into that starting role. Like, that would be awesome. And then, uh, right. like, long like long term, I'm trying to, like, obviously just, like, provide for the team as much as I can. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. That's kind of always how I uh, went about, like, uh, like awards and stuff like that. Like, I'm not really striving for uh, rewards. Like, it's award. more wins yeah. and, yeah, definitely. Like, doing what just do everything in my ability to uh, help the team win. And then, like. If what I, if my best is like worthy of a uh, award, then that just comes after. Right. How many UNH is in? They're a very good FCS team, aren't they? Yeah. So, Coach Mack has the uh, the best record and like the most uh, the most um, playoff wins in like conference championships and. Oh, that's not bad. So he yeah, he's awesome. I love Coach Mack. I'm super excited to play under him. How many teams make the playoffs in? Uh... FCS. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. I know it's a lot. It's like, it's a full-on bracket you got to go like, through. Yeah, it's like a bracket. I, I don't know the exact number, though. Uh, what are some long-term goals that you have outside of football? Uh, well, I'm still trying to figure out, like, 100%, like, 100% my major. I'm not... Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that, yeah. Same. So, like, it's kind of still floating around, but obviously, like, like, start a family, be successful, provide for my family. Like, that's obviously, like, the biggest goal, like, around, like, Definitely. my life. Awesome. Um, switching gears, going back to um, some of the stuff that, that you've been through at Lowell, um, I'm going to loosen it up and ask some more, like, funny questions or whatever. But um, 
Are there any like crazy superstitions or pregame rituals from teammates that come to mind to like something that, you know, fans or outside uh, people not involved in the team wouldn't necessarily know about that. Uh, that always, like, you always get that guy who like has to wear the same underwear or like <laughs> doesn't wash his, like, like doesn't wash his game pitch. You're like, come on, do that. Like that smells. You gotta wash that. But like, it's their superstition. So you kind of go along with it. Right. Stuff like that. Like I haven't had any, Thing, like too crazy where like some like a kid like carries something around for superstition <laughs> i've uh, seen some kids on the starting blocks and track do some pretty some pretty interesting stuff yeah i mean there's definitely some weird, weird did you did you did you take a while were you one of the kids who took 40 seconds to get down after the guy said on your mark or were you were you a quick were you quick just get down I was kind of, yeah just quick get down when i was doing track i mean I didn't know much about track, so I was kind of just like, damn, I got to get ready to go. Did it yep. piss you off when the guys took forever? Dude, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you right now, like, track, like, like I kind of knew track was, like, my third sport in high school. And, like, not to stay in shape, but, like, to keep my, like, competitive aspect up. Mm-hmm. So, right before your meet, like, that's the most nervous I've ever been. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. You're waiting in line. Anxiety on the line is crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's crazy for sure. So that's more what I was worried about. Like when I was getting down, I'm like, damn, hopefully I don't like blow this race. (laughs) I mean, you're also, I mean, I don't want to say it's different because I mean, you're only running for like 50 seconds, but it's, it's a, it's a fast 50 seconds. How, how you come off the line is huge, especially in those shorter races like that too. um, Especially if you're doing a relay or something, you have to like, you have to pretty much perfect handoffs and stuff. Relays are crazy because like, you know, you don't want, like, the nerves, like, that you don't want to mess up for, like, the other guy rather than you. Like, that. Right. that's what escalates, like, that. Yeah. I think one of the things I noticed about, um, at least for, throughout my years on the track team, was that when, when you're watching these other teams, and maybe it's because, like, Lowell was just so, like, accomplished in track. We have, like, great coaches and great, um, a lot of really, really talented runners. Um, one of the things is that, based on some other teams it looks like the, like they have a few maybe a few really good runners that actually place and stuff and then the rest it's kind of not but for Lowell it's almost like it's all hands on deck everyone's involved in something in some way and um that team aspect in a sport that is kind of more of an individual like there's in football like people can always blame a coach for um not giving them their shine their playing time their um or they can blame another player like if they see someone make a mistake they can get mad but in track it's like a lot of um the responsibility is on yourself because everyone gets the chance to race and everyone gets the chance to um uh just to prove that that they're the better runner or, or they're not but um one of the things that i noticed about Lowell is that um that sense of team like that family thing is there in that too i think that's something that definitely is there and across the whole sports across the board that was what, that's what's crazy with like with track is like so my freshman year of football like football is obviously way different for me for track because like I have like the emotions carried with me in football right uh like track tracks the uh the sport that I w- learned like what a winning culture is like like what it feels like to be part of a winning culture like football mm-hmm. we had a losing season my uh my freshman year so like I came into track like with just kind of like high hopes, like I knew of how high the uh, track team performed and then like getting coached by all those guys, like Phil Mayo was awesome. And then obviously Coach Olette praised like leadership and like that winning culture. So definitely. Speaking of people who hate Central, Coach Maya is the all time 
top of the list people who hate central he and we love him for that hates central he would always tell us before races he's like these are the kids who think they're too good for uh for us they're too good for their schools which is true yeah it is that's why Um, it was awesome beating them i mean i hate to say it but track season only sport i uh beat central in that's kind of must have must have felt good though yeah yeah. (laughs) to finally do that um what would you consider your most memorable moment um, from from playing in Lowell? Like, it could be a personal thing. It could be a team thing. It could be anything. Uh, but, like, yeah. something that you'll definitely tell your kids about. Like, what would you say? Yeah, that's, a t- that's obviously a tough question because, like, especially when, like, talking to my kids, I mean, I'm probably going to try my hardest not to brag about myself. So it'll probably be, like, a team accomplishment. Right. But uh, there's, like, obviously a few moments that will uh, stick with me, like, for my whole life. I mean, like, playing uh, Chumpster my sophomore year, like, they're a pretty big team. And, uh, like, I, I got that one-handed interception. Like, that will stick with me forever. Oh and uh, getting those comeback wins. Like, stuff like that's always awesome. Definitely. What about – what was the game against Andover when you guys, like, scored with zero seconds left? You drove, like, 99 yards in a minute. So there's, like – that has oh, to be that, crazy. Game, that has to be the craziest game you've ever played in. Well, dude, uh, low football in Andover my whole career, like we had like like one score games like for three out of the four years. Like we always had a crazy fight with Andover. Like people were saying like there should be a there should be a name for the like low Andover game because like that's how crazy we played it. But uh yeah, we came out on top that year, like one minute drive, like like we moved it down, like it was playing the two minute drill and mad, and like it was awesome. Like we were like that was that was one of the most insane games I've ever seen. Yeah, so we won that that way. But then uh, this lot, uh, my senior year, we're we're playing them. Winner uh, like gets a higher seed in the playoffs. So like a lot riding on this, and like we're having a crazy game. Like their their D's unreal. Their O is pretty good. So we're driving on them. We're driving on them. It's fourth and one on the goal line. And, like, I'm at QB, so, like, we bring it in. And, like, a, like a kid hits me before the line. And, like, I kind of sprung in, like, with the ball. So only the nose crossed the goal line. And, like, they called touchdowns. So we're all going crazy like we won. And then they scored a buzzer beater. QB scramble. And we lost. So, like, it's just kind of one of those back and forth things. Like, games you'll never forget, though. They got revenge on you for that one. Definitely. <laughs> Didn't they have like a nine overtime game like way back in the day too? Was yeah, that Andover. Uh, it was Andover. It was I think it was eight overtimes. Eight overtimes. Uh, Brett Edwards' brother I think was a QB. Kyle. He set like the record for like most TDs thrown in a game. But he had like fifteen. <laughs> he had like yeah, like thirteen. Yeah, something crazy. So um, being being um. The type of athlete that you are, you're pretty versatile. They can, like you said, like even colleges thinking about switching your position, put, um, transforming you into other places. In high school, there were some plays where maybe in a, a wildcat setup or something like that, you were actually put uh, under center at quarterback and uh, got the chance to throw some touchdowns. Well, uh, how was that something that like on, on those trick plays and stuff? Uh, what's your, uh, how, do you, how do you go into those and uh, how do you keep it a secret and how do you feel when you finally get to throw a touchdown? I mean, like, that's something I'm always begging uh, Coach Chris, like, uh, the OC to do. Right. Like, I'll be like, well, cool. let's get a trick play. I'll throw it in real quick. Like, something like that. I mean, I, that's obviously, like, always a good time, like, kind of playing 
out of your position, like getting to throw a rock. Like, <laughs> no, usually no one's on you because it's a trick play. But uh, I, uh, ne I never gave enough credit to QBs. Like, playing that in-game quarterback is way different from just throwing a football around. Like, that's got to be insane pressure to have to do that. Yeah, like, I, like playing QB this year, like, that's a whole nother game. Like, yeah. like it taught me things that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have known if I didn't play QB, but, like, reading defenses and all that, like, on the fly with, like, D tackles, linebackers, blitzing at you, it's, it's a tough task. So, credit to all the QBs. <laughs> How many touchdowns did you throw? This year? Well, oh, yeah, that's right. You played QB this year. Did you have any touchdowns like trick plays? Yeah, I threw I, – I think I only threw one trick play touchdown, I think, honestly. Something like that. I, I remember seeing one. It might not have been a trick play, but um, there was one a, a few years back. I think he threw one to Thomas Cannon in the end zone. I remember seeing that, that highlight. Oh, he threw it to me that, actually that year, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, but that was a cool play versus Lawrence. Yeah. Did you have one on uh... – Thanksgiving or something? Thanksgiving, my freshman year. That, that that's still the coolest trick play. Was that was that the one where you threw it, or did you catch that one? No, I caught that one. So Dan Smith handed it off to Tony coming this way, and then Keith ran a reverse and got it from Tony, and then flipped it backwards to Dan. Dan threw like a fifty-yard bomb to me. It was crazy. <laughs> wow! How much attention goes into trick plays and stuff in practice? So, like, we always have to get it right in practice or else coach won't let us run it. So, like, that's a huge thing. Right. And then, uh, like, right before you run a trick play, that's when you're, like, like tensed up because, like, you can't be that guy that messes it up. Like, that's the play that, like, you, you have to score on. Like, if you're breaking out a trick play, you have to score on that trick play. Like, that's definitely gives you that whole thing. Like, if you mess up a trick play, like, that gives the other team all that momentum. Like, you have to score on that trick play. So, like, that's, like, a play you get pretty jacked up for. Like in that uh, Super Bowl game against the Eagles when Brady dropped that pass. <laughs> exactly. That must like, have killed him inside. <laughs> he did all right. He did all right. Uh, he's had a fine career. He's, oh, he's yeah. Okay. But, but you, know, you know how Brady, he, he definitely uh, has nightmares about that play. He, he watched that one on film about 40 times. He probably <laughs> worked on his hands that whole offseason. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel about uh, Tom Brady? Uh, taking his talents down to uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Tampa Brady and Gronk, but uh, I'm a huge fan of them both on the Pats. So uh, I'm hearing a lot of talk from Pats fans going to go root for them down there. And I, I can't lie, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be rooting for them. I mean, I hope the best for them, but I'm going to be a Pats guy. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of them right now. But when they retire, I'll go back to being. Swenson's fan. probably oh, thrilled. <laughs> One big Bucks guy. Swenson's a... One of my coaches and teachers, he loves the Bucks. Like, oh, oh yeah, I had him as a teacher. He would not stop talking about the Bucks. And like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I got to be happy for him because he stuck with the Bucks through uh, through some tough times. So. Yes, he watched Jameis Winston go thirty for thirty. Thirty and thirty. <laughs> I honestly feel like that 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 that's gonna be a good team. Like, it's not going to be like – I'm hearing a lot of people talking about, like, how that's going to be like the Browns. But I really don't think that's going to No, happen. I think they're going to be – I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, the I thing is, they have to play the Saints. So, they, they're playing Drew, Drew Brees twice a year, which will be a, a really uh, – those will be some really good games to watch to see Tom and uh, Drew Brees. Uh, I'm excited for matchups like other. that for sure. For sure. But I don't well, think the team will uh, fall through the crack, cracks like the Browns with uh, Brady as their leader. Like, he's just not that type of guy. Yeah. And definitely. Bruce Aarons is their coach. I mean, he's – 
he knows what he's doing back there. Exactly. Definitely. Is, is Cam Newton, like, staying in Carolina or? I don't know what's going to be the story with the Pats QB. I mean, Stop. right now there's a bunch of, uh, like, speculations, but that's kind of all that's going around. Like, we kind of kind of just got to wait what Bill's gotten under his sleeves. I'm all in on Jarrett Stidham. I am all in. Someone's I don't want today saying it's Hoyer over Stidham. I so think we're going to see a little QB competition in training camp. No, I'm all about Stidham. I don't want – I think two is going to be a bust, so I don't, I don't want him. I think bringing in Hoyer, though, um, definitely adds a lot more pressure on Stidham to feel like he has to prove himself. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. Because uh, – Only good things can come out of a competition like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in which, definitely. And, and if something bad comes out of it, then you know. Like, I mean, unless, like, he, he, if you get scared of, like, a competition, like, then you know. Like, that's not your guy. So, I mean, even that's not a bad thing. You, got, you need someone who rises to the occasion. I think exactly. that uh, whoever ends up landing Cam Newton, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I think that he's going he's gonna to end up having a good season if he gets the opportunity to play because I've seen some videos of him. He's been working hard. He looks bigger than ever. and uh, He's coming to the Vikings. You think the this Vikings will get him? This is our year. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're you're a Vikings fan. Uh, second choice, right? Yep, that's my. That's, uh, I've been waiting for a Vikings Patriots Super Bowl for a while now. Almost got it a few years ago, but they're getting Cam Newton. I'd love to see that. Hey guys, so we're just gonna wrap things up. Um, before I let you go, Brendan, uh, I want to say congratulations to your sister Lizzie on her commitment to Assumption to play lacrosse. Um, yeah, I'm super hyped for her. I mean, I, uh, she's been in like the recruiting scene for a little bit now too. So she felt what's right. She felt that's what's right for her. So I'm super hyped. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, she she's also someone that that uh, did other sports too with uh, field hockey, track, and uh, and lacrosse is what she's committing for. So yeah, that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, exactly. uh, I just want to say um, we're rooting for you. We hope you have a great season at UNH or whatever comes. Um, we, we hope for nothing but the best, and uh, I'd love to have you back on sometime, and uh, hopefully we can uh, reconnect. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. See ya. Look at my diamonds, look at my drip, yeah. Ooh, I'm getting blessed, I feel like it's a drip, yeah.